Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to... Uh Tuesday afternoons, late lunch. I had to think there for a minute what day of the week it was. Just shows you time flies when you're enjoying yourself. Welcome to late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. Lots to come over the next couple of hours. Tommy Fleming's with us. Yeah, he's back on the road and he's thrilled to be performing again. We hear about a new label or a new house, a publishing house for books as well, for cookbooks in particular, because, uh, you know, the cookbook sector, it's the uh, same old, same old, year in, year out. And Kristen Jensen from RD is shaking up the business because she has a new way of publishing books for chefs who are just starting out or can't get their foot on the publishing ladder. We have your two on Tuesday. Yes, the song that made number two but couldn't make it to that number one spot and we'll of course remind you what kept it off the top spot on the charts and Tony Conlon is here as well reviewing the brand new Kia Sportage 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us on the show or 1850 no it's not it's 0419832000 the new number if you want to call in that's 0419832000 I don't know whether you were watching RTE last night RTE investigates domestic abuse I started watching and I couldn't even go out to make a cup of tea to be honest with you it had me hooked from start to finish it was harrowing to watch the ladies tell their stories of what they'd gone through. And my first guest today opened the programme last night and came back at the very end as well. And all that went in between was simply shocking. Yes, Sarah Behan was assaulted by her then partner, Patrick Fitzpatrick, who you may know as the actor in Fair City called Zumo. He played the part from 2007 to 2016. And he attacked Sarah and one of the attacks went on for over two hours. And I'm delighted to say she's joining me on late lunch today. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Not at all. I have to say, last night was eye-opening. It was shocking 
to think that the stats say that one in four women at some stage in their lives or relationships experience uh, abuse of different forms. I want to go back with you to the beginning uh, just to uh, dig a little deeper into the story. When did you meet Patrick Fitzpatrick and in what circumstances? Um, We met on a night out, basically, and... um I didn't uh, recognise him as being on Fair City because I didn't watch the show, so I didn't know who he was. Um, it was only afterwards um, he messaged me on Facebook and said, um, can I have your number? And we went from there. And then I found out then that he was a character on Fair City, but, I mean, it didn't matter to me at the time, you know. Mm. Um, and we had a nice relationship at the start, but it turned quite quickly. Within about three or four months, it turned, it turned quite nasty. And and you say you had a nice relationship early on. What did that entail? How nice was he to you? Um, he was very good to me. He would buy me things, buy me dresses. He would buy me flowers. He would come over and he would um, be really good with my son. He would clean my house sometimes. He would do dishes. He was he was beyond any kind of expectations that you would have. You know what I mean? Mm. So you were swept off your feet? 100%. And did he move in with you? Um, he mostly moved in with me. He still had his own place, but he, he mostly moved into my place, yeah. And you had a son there living with you as well? Jason, he was five at the time. Okay. Now, it's not a long space of time, you know, when you talk about a few months and then it turned. How did it turn? What were the first indications? What did he do that sort of, you said, uh-oh, what's happening here? Um, the first time he wanted to see my phone, um, he w- was asking what was on my phone. He asked who, where I'd been, who I'd been with. I thought this was a bit much, but I wanted him to trust me. I thought maybe he just has trust issues from previous relationships or whatever. So I gave him my phone. I let him go through it and he found a message from a friend of mine. We were talking about couches or something silly, absolutely nothing. But he had put a, a kiss at the end of the message and this was enough for him and he didn't like this. Um, so he slapped me full first crack face. My, oh my. Why did you give him your phone? <laughs> I wanted him to trust me. I don't know. I don't know because I loved him. I wouldn't give anyone my phone and I'm married a long time and I have phones a long time. But you know what I'm saying? My phone is my phone. It's mine. Of course, yeah. But I just felt that I had nothing to hide and I wanted to yeah. prove. I like to prove myself. You know what I mean? So. Mm. <laughs> I hope I have nothing to hide either but I wouldn't give it to anybody I have to say to you. But anyway, look, at it. it is what it is and it was what it was and you did. My God, and he struck you. He struck you because of that little thing on the phone. Yeah, that nothing to do with me. The other person had put the kiss there and that was it. And that began then a series of incidents and you being abused physically, mentally? Yes, and then it got to a point where I would know he was going to do something because he, it would be premeditated. He would spoil me or buy me something before he would do something. Isn't that, then, isn't yeah, that sick? Incident, it is, yeah. And then after the incident then he would say, well, didn't I buy you flowers today? I wasn't all bad, you know? You'd have something to fall back on nearly. So it was definitely premeditated. There was no two ways about it. I've no, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that he was acting in, in real life as well as on, on show. Isn't that just unbelievable that you have a Jekyll and Hyde in somebody's personality like that, that they can swing from one extreme to the other? You mentioned other relationships. When did he tell you, because you've made this clear, that he said to you he had abused a partner or partners previously? 
Yeah, he did. Um, he told me that it was a toxic relationship, that there was a pair of them in it, that they both had hit each other and hit back and stuff like that. But sure, that wasn't the case at all. But I was brainwashed. When you're in this scenario and this is starting to take off, what about your son? Was your son there when any of this happened? Um, he wouldn't have witnessed much at the start at all. Mm. Um, he only witnessed towards the very end um, one or two incidents. Um, most of us, he he calculated that it wasn't. Uh, there was a couple of public incidents, all right. Um, across from me, there's a super value shop there, and he he punched a sign at the super value shop and. I remember looking around just hoping somebody in public would notice and somebody would help me and he pushed me up against the car. Nobody did anything. You could see people looking on and nobody did anything, ever. Like that ad on the television, you know what the fella sitting in the park and your man approaches the girl. You know, it's an ad to try and uh, raise people's awareness to intervene or, or report if they see something wrong. Um, mm, but you you had no assistance from from anybody. Did you talk to anybody? What about your mum, who's been with you, uh, Antoinette? Your mum, Antoinette. Uh, did you tell her? I didn't. Um, I hid it from her uh, to protect her. I didn't even tell her the extent of my un- injuries after it happened. It was only when she was in court and heard the medical report that she kind of the whole thing unfolded before her eyes. Um, I didn't tell her. I had two friends that I confided in and they helped me to set up an emergency plan um, to get me out of the house that night. Um, I had a spare kind of, as they say, burner phone and uh, one of them had put that in place for me and um, I was able to text them SOS and they were able to phone the guards. And I also rang the guards from that phone that night and left it ringing. Mm. and just left it like, so the guards could hear basically on the phone yeah. um, and hoped that it would the cards now I'm not entirely sure which phone call it was that saved me but yeah that was uh, so I confided in two friends and that was it How long did you stay in this awful situation for? How long from he started how long did it continue for? Uh, Just over two years (sighs) My oh my two years Yeah You say that you just withdrew into yourself. It's like, you know, when a, a hedgehog hibernates, they go into a ball or if you approach them, you know what I mean? You, you've used that description that you went into yourself. Yeah, 100%. It was a coping mechanism. That, that, that's, that's all I could do. I had no fight in me like at all. I just, I wanted to just prove to him that I wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong and I was looking for his, his, his love and mm. I didn't want him to not trust me, you know what I mean? It was all about trying to prove myself to him, so I, mm. I think I just put up with more than I should have, obviously. Did you ever fear for your son's safety? Um, no, not at all until the very last night, um, the incident that was in the papers, obviously. Um, yeah. And as they always say to people, it's never an isolated incident when you see these things that blow up. Never, never an isolated incident. So that was the only one that was heard in the court, but had there been all numerous occasions prior to that then possibly the sentence may have been different but unfortunately the way our justice system is they're not all collectively heard because they weren't all collectively reported either you know You had to go to the courts 14 times then two appeal hearings followed you, you, do you have faith in this is, you talk about this being awful and the programme highlighting it at last night but when you see what you had to go through and what he received for the previous um assault on, on a previous partner and you is it true that he only actually served two days in prison 
That's correct. Yeah, just two days. He got out on his appeal then. So he got a year sentence, but on an appeal it was knocked back and he only ever was behind bars for 20, 48 hours. Yeah, he got one month mm. um, custodial sentence. And the judge said, I will see that you, uh, and let's see how how big of a man you are now when you're in uh, one of the worst prisons in Ireland. And I want you to serve the full month, no exceptions. Um, so in other words, no early release or anything like that. But then when he appealed it, the next judge just said, oh, you go away, go on, you're fine. Just let him off. That's shocking. What's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the punishment, we're nowhere near the crime. No, nowhere near, absolutely. It sends a very poor message to the victims of Ireland and for any women going forward who have to go through the justice system for over two years, two and a half years, and then to be to be given absolutely nothing at the end of it. It's nearly not worth it. That's an indictment on all of us, isn't it? It's an indictment on every one of us that we have a system like that, that that... That can happen. And as you say, why would anybody put themselves through the hell of this that you have for an outcome such as this? That the, 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 I Look, when I listened to you and watched last, something must be done there. I have to say that. 100%. Mm. 100%. Helen McEntee, the uh, Justice Minister, this morning came on and said uh, there was a clip played on RT from, um, on the radio. And um, she basically says that she's going to promise change and she's going to do an overhaul of the refuges and the justice system and the leniency of the sentences. So um, let's hope that she does. Had you ever contact with him beyond, you know, being in court or anything like that? Did he ever come back and say sorry or any approach? Um, He did. Um, The following morning after he got out, um, he was arrested, obviously, and brought to court and charged um, that morning. And then he messaged me then after that and he said, I am so glad that um, there was a stop to it when it was because I that night I was not going to stop until you were dead. And that's the message you got from him? Yeah. He told me he wasn't stopping. It wasn't an assault. It was an attempted murder. This gets worse when you consider what might have been like your life has changed forever I take it 100% yeah and my son he's a very anxious child not surprised could you trust anyone again yourself Um, I'm in a very loving relationship now thank God are you good yeah and we have a little daughter together ah supportive man thank God ah I'm delighted for you I'm delighted for you because I was starting to really get down in the dumps here listening to you <laughs> and thinking, well, that's great. That really is great. <laughs> Congratulations to you. I'm delighted for you. I'm delighted you have happiness and you feel secure and safe now. 100%. Isn't that wonderful? You know that this is the outcome after this. But like, <sighs> you've mentioned Helen McEntee and what she said this morning and, and I'm sure Helen is really serious she's fantastic about what what she says but for many women are people listening to us today and it, it happens to men too I want to say because there was a man featured last night as well but mostly women there are people probably listening today who are in the exact scenario that you're in and legislation and change and everything ain't going to come quick enough what do you say Sarah Behan to them today 
Um, I say for your own sense of self, just see it through till the end. I know the court system is horrendous, but for your own sense of self and for your own security to know that you have the public support. Um, anybody can message me anytime if they are looking for support or advice or anything like that. Um, see it through till the end because if you don't, you'll regret it. Um, I know people out there, obviously it's one in four, so I actually know personally a good few women who have been through things like this and have decided not to report it and they ended up with bitter feelings, you know the way, because they don't know what if, they yeah. don't know what would have happened. Um, so it, in order to put it to bed, you need to really face everything and have it all gone through the system and then you can kind of put a lid on it afterwards and get your closure. But So I do advise to do it, although it was extremely difficult for the hardest thing you ever had to do. Mm. Um, it is worth doing in the end because the more people who do this and the more people who speak up about it publicly, the more the more change that we can bring together. So. Yeah, and if you're in, if you're not even in the courts yet, if you're in a house where abuse is happening, you need to get out. That's the message you put up with two years of this. You need to contact people for help. And I'm going to give out the number for Women's Aid in a moment. If you're in that scenario today, you've got to leave. You've got to talk. You've got to tell people. You've got to get out of it. That's the message. One last thing. Do you know the saying, does a leopard ever change his spots? Never. Absolutely never. I know that this man will only be brought to justice one day when he finally murders somebody. And it will happen because he was abusive to every single partner he's ever been with and he will be abusive to every partner after. It's a shocking thought. I hope it never happens. That's all I'll say, but I hear clearly what you're saying. You're a fantastic woman, Sarah Behan, and I'm delighted that your life has taken a turn for the better with your son, new daughter and your new partner. May I wish you years of happiness ahead and that you're able to in some way put this behind you and move on thank you so much thank you for joining me on the show I appreciate it take care of yourself bye 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 that's Sarah Behan there isn't she just simply wonderful it just brings me to the point I want to mention it again and I've been saying this probably every day in the last number of weeks change is urgently needed in our attitude towards women it's no longer for, uh, acceptable for any of us to stay silent. You know that here on the radio station and our sister newspaper, the Irish Sun, we're asking everyone, men, women, young and old, to call out any situation that makes a woman feel uncomfortable, disrespected, unequal, not to mention scared, threatened or endangered. Women's Aid are there. Ring them. Pick up the phone now. Women's Aid 24-7 if you're affected by anything we're talking about. one eight hundred three four one nine hundred. That's one eight zero zero three four one. 900. I meant to say congratulations to the RT Investigates team and Paul Maguire, their editor. What a fantastic investigation they carried out again last night. Well done to you for highlighting this very important issue. Louise, you were saying to me, uh, on foot of all that's been going on the last few weeks and Ashton Murphy's horrific death, you were out walking the other night and this came to your mind, didn't you? You were walking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I dropped my daughter off at play football and I thought, Grant, I'm going to start walking again. And she was playing in a well-lit pitch and I just went down and the rest, it was just pitch black. And I knew there was people around, like up the top, mm. but I was way down the back. And I just took out my phone and I rang my mother and she didn't answer. And I rang my sister and she didn't answer. And I just kept going until somebody answered and my sister answered. So I kept her on the line for half an hour while I did my little walk. Would you have done that two months ago before what happened Probably not. Mm. I might have been a little bit uneasy, but mm. I don't think 
as uneasy as all this has brought to the fore. Yes. Yeah. But as as the, the weeks go by and it'll get brighter and brighter, yeah. I'll be flying. Mm. But it, 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 it is horrendous that it is just comes straight to your mind like. Mm. It is. It shows you it's on the consciousness, but there must be change. There simply has to be changed. On a lighter note, do you know the Brit Awards are on tonight? Do you know are that? they? Yeah, the Music it's Awards. They're back yeah, and the, there's an audience and, you know, it's back in, in its usual form and all the usual suspects are up for awards. But there's a new category. Yes. Did you hear about the new category? Yes. It's called the category. No, no. The category for the artists who who's cancelled the most concerts at the last minute and left their fans high and dry. The nominees are Adele, Adele, Adele and Adele. I think she'll win it. What would you reckon? I think Adele will win that award. It's a, it's a new category just this year in the Brits. My money's on her anyway. It's on tonight, the Brit Awards. And the Oscar nominations are out too. Does she win an too. extra event? Uh, <laughs> she's going to win, you know yourself. Anyway, take care of yourself, Louise, says a listener. And all walkers, the brighter evenings, yes, are on the way, but they're not safe either because Ashling lost her life in daylight, says a listener. And that is very true. Thanks indeed for that comment. Uh, the Oscar nominations are out and Belfast has done really, really well. I just see it's nominated in the Best Picture category. It's also picked up the Director nomination for Ken Branagh as well. Uh, Kieran Hines Supporting Actor for Belfast and the wonderful Judy Dench. She's always there, isn't she, for Best Supporting Actress. It's going to be a big night at the Oscars for Ireland. For sure, with all those nominations. Olivia Coleman back in the frame uh, for Best Actress uh, for The Lost Daughter. Great to see. She's wonderful, isn't she? Some people can't take her. I think she's fantastic. She played the Queen. She did indeed in The Crown. Will Smith, he, I'm delighted for him. King Richard, the story of the uh, Williams Tennis Sisters and their dad. Best Actor, he's nominated. And Jesse Buckley also gets the nod for The Lost Daughter too. So it going well in the nominations. There's lots more besides, but they're the headline nominations. The Oscar nominations just out for the big red carpet night and the gongs and they'll be all back at it this year and the style and fashion and everything else will be in vogue talking about style and fashion this man always drives the very best and latest and newest and loveliest cars Tony Conlon how are you? Not about it Jerry. how are you? I'm good welcome back to the show well Tony Thanks let's begin with awards I was mentioning the Oscars there well the Oscars of the Irish car industry has just been completed the Continental Tires Irish Car of the Year awards programme Tony and I see you're a big part of uh, the programme there as well well what's the big news from it Tony? Well there's no big news as such yet we have 34 cars and we have 6 fans Yep. Three of them are in uni, some like the Citroen E-Dispatch, the Opel Vivera and Peugeot E-Expert. They're from the one family, so they come underneath one banner. Uh, the 34 cars, we had two days in Mandela, mm. with answers and testing and everything done professionally before uh, people got in their cars and were sanitised. So we spent two days driving the cars, getting in touch with them again, usually yep. keeping for about a week. Others, we, we, with, the, with, the, with the lockdown earlier this year, some were left behind. And uh, we had to reassociate ourselves with the cars again. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories. Yeah. From compact car right up to performance. It's very interesting. It's exciting, but it's as such, just when you hear everyone saying opening up and opening back, thanks to the God, and to be able to go to Mandela and to be able to have a, it's not going to be a huge event, 
<coughs> excuse me, Jerry. It's going to be a small event uh, with about 80 to 90, 100 people in Aviva Stadium next Friday where the announcement will be made. I've already voted. Great. On, on my shortlist and in each category. And then what happens there, the winners of each category could go forward then and the journalists go in to meet an auditor. Uh, that's, that's implied by Continental, a uh, professional body, and individually, and we post our vote into a box there and then, and about 20 minutes later, it's announced. It's a big thing for the company to win, Jerry, and it has yes. to be taken very, very seriously. Like, you know, it's, uh, mm. it's not just a pop in the dark stuff, like, because people are invested. Look, you didn't ask me yet what's going to win, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't want to put you on this, but do you want to keep that till Friday? Because, you know, it all happens, I know, on Friday, and it will be revealed. There'll be a winner in each category, uh, I yeah, take it, yeah, yeah, and then uh, an yeah, overall, yeah? Yeah, yeah, there will, there will be a winner in each category and an overall, and it is probably hold back. I, I, think yes. I, always, I always release what I voted for uh, through transparency, and I will do that again. The, the thing about it is that it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Like the ice, the internal combustion engines, uh, could this be, could it be the last hurrah for them? Like mm. the electrics, uh, electrics are very, very strong. Like you have yes. the EV6, you have the Ionic 5 Hyundai. They're going to be shouting mad and so is the, the Skoda Anyak. And they're all electric and the Audi Q4. So the winner could come from the large car category. But then again, a lot of people are talking. I heard little bits of peace going on. The appreciation, say, for example, that the likes of Citroen with the C4 are offering diesel, petrol and electric. And the likes of Opel with the Mucca are doing the same. And we did speak about that before. Yeah. So giving people choice rather than, you know, just... I see Tony one you mentioned there late last year in the large car category and we're going to talk about Kia in a moment but the Kia EV6 has to be a strong contender Tony it's a very strong contender and remember remember uh, there's a family element here too because Hyundai and Kia are as far as there's first cousins and maybe even a little bit closer and uh, they use the same plan but they're totally different styles and different pricing aspects to it. Uh, AV6 to kick off to bring in the bigger battery and if it's the price to start at 50 gram where Ionic 5 brings in the big battery too and a smaller one uh, battery a smaller output with, for 37,900 or 800 odd euro mm. and so the, the, the split this vote is going to go to the wire I reckon Jerry. Yeah and when you look at that large car category just to name them all the Audi Q4 e-tron the Hyundai Ioniq 5 as you've mentioned the Kia yeah. EV6 the Skoda Enyaq the Toyota Highlander and the Volkswagen ID4 electric again yeah. you are yeah. right you, and it could be it could be that the wheel now has finally turned how many years have we been talking about it Tony that you know <laughs> There's no question to all about, yeah. but 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 at the same time, at the same time, uh, uh, some of them, some fantastic cars there, electric cars, just need more range. I, I, I that's that's my own personal thing. Unless you're in the town, you don't need to be whatever else. But and you always have juice in the tank, as the fellow says, being electricity. Uh, the ID4 is has a battle on its hands. has a, had a great start to everything. They're very popular on the roads. The ID3 is very popular too. So it's it's all there to be won, Jerry. And uh, mind you, it has been taken very serious. And the industry is delighted to be able to go to one day. Yes. To be able to have an event and a prize after 
I think it's November 2019 since we were out. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a long time indeed. Well, look, we'll have the news later on in the week. It'll be announced on Friday, will it, Tony, on Monday? Friday? On Friday. Friday. No, Friday, Jerry. Friday okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put a quick call. If you don't mind, we'll probably put a quick call into you just to get the uh, the, the overall car of the year from the awards. But we'll leave that later on in the week. Now, we'll, we'll definitely have the categories for you. Lovely. Half three, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, it's right, sure. It could be a little bit later. We'll see how that yeah. works anyway. Monday next at the latest, we'll have the news. Anyway, yes. let's talk about the car you've uh, selected today uh, to review for us and there is really uh, you know this car it's in its what guys how many uh, versions of the Kia Sportage is this now is it the fourth or fifth coming of it this this is the fifth the fifth fifth. yes and you've had this car and you've been driving it come on tell us I drove drove the car yes yes, there was was a launch of the car thanks for the God again we were able to get out and go for a drive in the car and Pull it under, basically, lift the bonnet, open the boot, and look at everything. It's sleek, it's muscular, it's modern exterior, it's a beautiful cutting-edge interior, and has features still from the K4, I tell you about the K2 and K3 in a moment. From the K4 to the GT line has this, this beautiful integrated curved display uh, behind the steering wheel, and which the latest advances in, in connectivity and tech and all this sort, sort of stuff, Jerry. Interesting, what they've really done here, it's very nice-looking. It's built by the same... Um, Sorry, same family as such. Again, now remember we might be talking Kia, Hyundai. The Tucson is the, this, what is it? The Tucson is the best selling car, uh, number one selling car in the in January. Mm. At the same last year and the year before. There's a bit of a look about the Tucson, but yet it has its own absolute identity. There's no question at all about that. It's got a signature Tiger nose grille and like lots of chrome and the most interesting thing is is the engine types, Jerry. Uh, they've done something interesting here. We will have a plug-in for, if I got to tell you, hybrid in second quarter of this year. Okay. But but this car comes across with a 1.6-litre mild hybrid Petra. Now, you're familiar with mild hybrid. Yes. We'll that in a moment. 1.6-litre hybrid, that's the pure hybrid, the petrol, 1.6 litre diesel and a 1.6 litre mild hybrid diesel engine options. And of course, the whole thing about it is for the mild hybrid diesel, a model is all about mild hybrids, reducing emissions and improves fuel economy. And it gives you that little bit more extra economy and whatever else, Jerry. I drove the mild hybrid diesel and I'd urge potential customers to check this one out because mm. uh, I, I found it very interesting. If you're making that move, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm more into mild hybrids and hybrids than I am personally at the plugins. But uh, at the same time, it's a very interesting that the economy they're quoting on this is 4.8 litres per 100 kilometre. That's 58 miles per gallon to 5.947. Now, there's all sorts of type of gearboxes and automatic transmissions and that sort of thing from, from six-speed manual, seven-speed dual-clutch automatic. Not going to mix people up. Different versions have different gearboxes. Very interesting from a safety perspective. It has ADAS, which is all the technology in the world nearly. And again, it has the industry leading forward collision avoidance system with junction turning functionality, which helps avoid collisions with uncovering cars pedestrians and bicycles and this is uh, turning left to right and this is on the head that's the hybrid model and this is that's to do with the gearbox that has only on that model but 18,000 sold to date there's the top selling car for Kia for 10 years in Ireland 10.3 inch screen inside what about the money issue what about the money mm. well the petrol starts at 30, the basic one starts at uh, 38,000 euro 
You have K2, K3, K4. The more you go up, the more you get. Now, it's very generous even in base level, but 38,000, you're rising up then to 44,500 for the GT line uh, with the mild hybrid uh, diesel, the 1.6. Okay. So, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of money to put into a car. There's no doubt about that. You do They, they still have the seven-year warranty? Yes, yes, they do, and uh, and uh, that does them well. There's no doubt at all about that. And but it's 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 a it's a dog eat, eat dog out there, Jerry. Like it's yeah. it's gonna be, it's very interesting. Like it's I I was looking at the vote here just to go back for one for one second. There is a fantastic car, the Nissan Qashqai. Now they've stopped making these at the moment, and they have the mild hybrid. And when you think of all the Qashqais on Irish road, they have to play a little bit of catch up now to try and get people into the that one point two is a very nice one point two liter petrol engine. And then again the Renault Arcana, you have that in the running too, and you have the Dacia San Nero. Yeah. That's gonna be very interesting in the compact because it basically does what it says in the tin. It's yeah, and they're all up. they're all Tony you're saying in this similar category along with the Hyundai Tucson and the Skoda uh, Carrock and Kodiak they're, they're in that sort of ballpark now, now look I've looked at this car it looks smart doesn't it it's well equipped the infotainment in it is fantastic it's just state of the art what about the steering I saw somebody saying the steering might be a little light in it how did you find well, it well, no, well initially initially when I drove the, the last model I thought it was a little bit light now the last model this model they've done an awful lot of work similarly on, on the steering system and the okay. suspension system not that I would be overly critical of it. There's another one out there. You get that bit of lightness in the steering wheel too, another Korean make. Uh, but but it's a matter of getting used to it. Now, here's a very important thing, Jerry. I've been speaking, speaking, speaking about uh, headlamps in cars and and I want to try and help people out here. Check the headlamps if you're buying a new car, what's on it. If you want the best headlamps on this key, you're going to have to go to K4 or the GT line to get Matrix. Now, that's state-of-the-art stuff. And then you have LED underneath that. But that, the, the halogen, as I was speaking about on a small little supermini recently, uh, that's yesterday year stuff, you know. Okay, okay. So you, you need to go up the models here. Fantastic range there with the plug-in hybrid on the way. Mild hybrid, hybrid, petrol, diesel, mild hybrid, diesel. You know, there's a, there's a fantastic range of the cars there for everybody's. But you like this car, you recommend it, consider it if you're doing a bit of driving, the, the mild hybrid and the diesel. Yeah, well, look, the mild hybrid and the diesel is very, very interesting because there's an economy factor there. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flying the flag here and I'm saying, like, I, 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 you know, I, I, accept, I accept electricity and electric cars. And the more distance to get, in my view, the better. But as we did say before, there is something out there that's like buying a suit to suit everyone, excuse the pun, uh, to match you up and to measure you up. But but it's it's like... I had to do something yesterday, for example. I was driving a small electric car after coming back from Dublin and probably was delivered back up with half electricity, then drive home from Dublin. I had something eager on in the afternoon I had to do. It was actually to go to Drada. I was doomed if I, if I had an electric car yesterday. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, so, you look, you've got to consider that. Horses for courses. You, you have to do your research, sleep on it, think with it, will it do you, what mileage are you doing per day, per annum, per month, whatever, and... The best to look at it if it goes your way, and that's absolutely fantastic. And depend, don't depend on this thing called the granny lead, the three-pin plug that you plug into your house. It's useless. Yeah. Unless you're going to stay there all day. It'll give you about eight to ten kilometres an hour. 
Mm. But if it's a seven kilowatt, you want to do it easily overnight or the fast charger down the town. You've got to put that in. Well, look, at Tony, yeah. next time around, I want to come back to uh, do a little more detail and in-depth on the whole electric thing, but we leave that till next month. But for the moment, good luck with the awards on Friday. We'll keep in touch and thank you again for joining me, Tony. G- Jerry, just one very interesting thing to tell you that people hear about the, the, the sales of cars in Loudermead. It's amazing for the week county. Yes. It's way up there up. against counties with big cities. I and saw that. Uh, Loud and Mead up, up, up and with the electrics as well making the impact in the sales figures as well for the uh, first month of the year. Tony, Thank thanks you. a million. Talk to you God soon, you, Tony. Thank Take you. care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 Tony Conlon, our motoring man. They're very impressed with the brand new Kia Sportage. Please, please stop telling women to get out of a violent house. Where can they go? There is no accommodation available. I didn't get out for 40 years until my children were older. If only there was a person with the money and the social conscience to provide accommodation to really help the mothers and children, then we would be safe. Thank you, Marion. You make your point so well, and it is so true, and it came across in the programme last night. And I know you can, and I can say that, and anybody can, but until there's place to go, and a safe place, and plenty of accommodation to accommodate women who have to leave, well then, it's going nowhere. Thanks indeed, appreciate that comment, really do. Now it's time for your two on Tuesday. Yes, a song that lodged at number two in the charts, but just couldn't make it to the number one spot. And this year, I'm going back a few years. Yes, 1983, with this one that was stuck at two and didn't make number one. (laughs) Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Loper, released in 1983, made it to number two on the 4th of February 1984, round about this time, only stayed there for one week. But that song was originally written and performed by Robert Hazard in 1979. Didn't do much for him, but Cindy made it her own. Uh, You were saying, Louise, uh, you you have a thought about that song and maybe perhaps why it didn't make number one. Well, I just thought uh, it's a real girl power song, isn't Mm. it? Kind of pre-Spice Girls era. Uh, I don't know about you know, a lot of men going to the record <laughs> show store right. to buy a single. Oh, poor Cindy. You've Maybe. All, all these years later, Louise Walsh has solved the conundrum. Why Cindy Loper, girls just want to have fun, didn't make it to number one. The boys didn't buy it. It was only the ladies. Anyway, what kept it off the number one spot? You have it there, Louise. Give it a roll for us, please. Ah, yes. Well, are you happy, young one, this week? <laughs> are you happy that that kept poor Cindy off the number one? I am, yeah. Yeah, it's a great I love song. both songs, but that mm. song is... Ah, red, red wine. Jesus, that's your answer. Was it Valentine's? Um, yeah, like round kind about... Kind of coming up yes, to it, Yes, you're right, that's... you're right. Yeah, it was round, you know what I mean? Early February into mid-February as well, it kept off. That's what kept her off in the UK. In the States, actually, she was number two in the States as well, the poor devil. And it was Van Halen's jump that kept it from number one spot in the United States. But it did make number one in Ireland. 
Oh, we, it? Yes, it made number one here and sold 50 records. <laughs> <laughs> and who was number two? I haven't a clue. Probably Joe Dolan or somebody like that. Anyway, uh, it did. It made it to number one in Ireland, but the market here is small for sales. They are your two on Tuesday this week is Cindy Loper and Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Coming up next on Late Lunch, she's a good friend of ours, has been over the years, fantastic lady, lives in the Wee County now, and she's founded a new publishing house for chefs and foodies. And we're going to chat with our next Kristen Jensen on the way on late lunch. If I say these words, here's your starter for 10. Who do you think of? Here's your starter again for 10. Well, I just think of one name, Bamber Gascoigne and University Challenge. He's passed away today. 86, I think he was. News just breaking there. Jeremy uh, Thing is uh, presenting it now. Uh, he used to present uh, news now. I can't think of his name. Anyway, he presents it now. But uh, uh, Bamber Gascoigne, the original host of University Challenge, uh, has passed away today. And uh, many people, of course, will remember him. Now, we move on on Late Lunch. And my next guest is a freelance editor and food writer who specialises in cookbooks and recipes and has worked with Ireland's best-known chef, chefs and authors for many a day. But after a couple of decades working in the business, she's had a rethink and she's brought a new way of publishing uh, to uh, fruition. And she joins me on the show. I'm delighted to say hello again to Kristen Jensen. Hello, Kristen. Hi, Jerry. Great to have you with us on the show. Well, you're, you're on a mission to shake things up. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely fair to say. Yeah. So um, I, I've just come out with a new series that I founded last year from a Kickstarter campaign. And we've just published our first book. And as you say, I'm, I'm trying to kind of shake things up and shine a light on how modern and diverse the Irish food scene actually is. So in keeping with that, our first book is all about tacos. And I was just thinking there, it's like, oh, appropriately enough, you know, Taco Tuesday now today. <laughs> so uh, by Lily Ramirez Foran, which some people might know, she has the Picado Mexican grocery store in Dublin. She's a frequent guest on Ireland AM. You might have seen her at various festivals over the years in the newspaper. So this little book, it's only um, about 68 pages, but it's all about tacos something that most people will already be familiar with, but Lily's recipes really take it to the next level. So tell me this. There's a lady now whose profile is increasing all the time with her exposure on television and her business. She has never been published before. You know, why, you know, now at this stage, is she not being looked at maybe by the big houses are being picked up? Is it a closed shop? It's... Not a closed shop, it's a risk-averse shop. You know, cookbooks are very expensive to produce, so people want, you know, so the publishers want a sure hit, which generally equates to somebody who's got a TV tie-in. So my thinking was, I get all that, that's a really great, solid business plan, but culturally, it just leaves a lot that's not being represented. So hence the idea for smaller books as a startup business, they were more affordable for me to produce. But on the flip side, they're also more affordable for people to buy. Mm. My books are only 15 euros as opposed to, you know, 35, maybe even 40 euros for a full-size cookbook. 
So you have, as you said, you've got tremendous support with the start-up of this and for this concept. You're obviously confident with the research you've done that this will make money, or, or, or that this is going to make money, that this is a viable concept. Yeah, and do you know what? I think also, kind of going back to the question you just asked, a lot of you know reasons why people get passed over is because the, the feedback they're given is it's too niche, you know, or it's which really just translates into you know not mainstream enough. And I, I because cookbooks and recipes and food are my niche, I knew that while a lot of these people might not be mainstream, you know, topics mm. or household names. I knew that they had important things to say and that their food is fantastic. And that's really been proven now in the past week since the book has started. All the pre-orders have now been shipped out to people. It's available in shops. It's still available on my website. And the response on social media has just been absolutely amazing. People just falling in love with Lily's voice and her food. And we had people getting the book this day week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, by the weekend, they had found the ingredients or they'd gone to Lily's shop and they were cooking the tacos. Yeah. So I think that just kind of says it all. I'm, yes. I'm actually just just 10 minutes before I came on the air with you, I got a delivery and I was like, oh, I've got an eye on the clock. I've got a delivery of more of the books here in my office uh, because they're flying out the door and I'm... I've got a reprint on the way in a few weeks already. So I've been, it's very validating to see that my, my gut instinct has been proved correct. Ah, good on you. And this is a real good <laughs> news story. And I'm delighted for you. I really am because you're so passionate about what you do and you saw the opportunity here. And please, God, this is only the beginning of many success stories. I love a quote that's attributed to you. They say, and it says, blaster books, so these are your words, are to cookbooks what street food is to restaurants. So that in a nutshell sort of sums it up. Exactly. It's fun. It's accessible. It's kind of, like I said before, the pri- I tried to keep the price point low. So it's got this cheap and cheerful uh, aspect to it. You know, at 15 euros, it's the price of three takeaway coffees, yeah. you know, so it, it allows you and like street food, it allows you to have a taste of something. These books are little, so they're meant to be part of a series. So they're they're very much a book. They're hardcover. So, but it's like a cross between books and maybe a magazine because they come out once every three months. And so I've got lots of people who are just straight up buying like the whole series from the website, which is great because then every couple months, one is just going to land in your door. But it was very much just trying to, again, as opposed to the big 250 page expensive cookbook, this gives you just a taste. You can play around without making a huge financial commitment. Yeah, 72 pages, A5. It's lovely and neat. I have a copy of it. And it's beautifully illustrated by uh, Nikki Hooper. It, it, will you use the same illustrator in, in the, in the, because there's four books uh, committed to already? Uh, is that going to happen? Absolutely. So Nikki is the series artist. And every book, they're all going to be the exact same format now. So they're going to be the same size, the same number of pages. And... Now, I've already got the second book. I got it delivered at the same time as the first book. And what I love already is that even though it's the exact same size, same illustrator, they're completely different. Mm. The feel, So the second book is Hot Fat by our local friends, Patrick um, Hamlin and Russell Alford, a.k.a. the Gastro Gaze, and all about deep fried food, as I said. So totally different feel than tacos. Mm. And yet in the same exact 
package. So I'm really looking forward to seeing now how each book is going to have its own personality and yet still have this consistent feel across the series. Now, you've committed to four. The third one, then, is The United Nations of Cookies by Jess Murphy and Owen Klusky. God, that's ironic. Our Louise, who you were talking to a moment ago, is away baking cookies like mad now. God, you'd never know down the road she could be talking to you about publication. But we leave that for another day. Anyway, that's the third one. And the fourth one, then, which I can't wait, because I, I love them all, but in particular, because I love the walk myself. It's Walk by Kwangai Chan, and it's uh, that's the fourth book. Now, let me ask you this. Will it be only four in the year, and is this a quarterly publication process? Or what, what are you thinking now? Yeah, so those are the four for this year. Okay. But I've already got book number five lined up, and that uh, author is working away. And just this morning, I reached out to somebody uh, about, again, you know, a book for next year. So it's very much my intention to keep this going for as long as there's an audience for it. Mm. Oh, listen, there is an audience, of course. And what I love is, you're, you're so right. You know, when you talk about your first four titles here and the people uh, behind them as well, uh, they're different. They haven't been published before. They're bringing something new to the equation and we're not breaking the bank. God, it's win, win, win all round with everybody. <laughs> let me talk, though. Let us talk for a moment because a beautiful feature uh, was it in the Sunday Times the weekend on Lily Ramirez Foreign and, and the new book called Tacos. I really enjoyed it and the recipes there. I'm going to put you on the spot. Go on, pick a recipe. What recipe do you love from this woman's book? Oh, okay. That's like, you know, what's your favourite child kind of question. (laughs) Yes, it is, it is. (laughs) I do love her pork pibble recipe is my favourite. And she even says herself in the introduction to that recipe that it's the one that wins the hearts of many Irish people. Now, I've known Lily for years and I've been and she has a blog, um, a Mexican cook, and that recipe was on the blog. I've been making it for years. It's something I actually crave once or twice a year because it's just it's so delicious. But the recipe that she has in the book, she's act, it's like new and improved. It's even better. My in-laws are coming over from America in a couple of weeks. We haven't seen them in two years because of the pandemic. And this is the thing I can't wait to make for them. Well, may I pick mine? Will you allow yes. me? Will you, will, you, will you allow me, please, just to suggest? And from a mortal's point of view, I have to say, I love the potato and chorizo tacos. I really do. They, well, how can uh, you go wrong? <laughs> you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. They really, really appeal to me. And you know the thing about it? They're not complicated. It's one little page. Yes. It's the recipe. One yes. little A5 page. So it's the, the trick, as with much cooking, is good ingredients. And in this case, the tortilla. It's got mm. to be the core tortilla. And you can get those from Lily's shop. She delivers nationwide. You will not believe the difference that makes. Yes. And, and, and coming back to this again, you know those recipes, and I won't name anybody, a pinch of this, a tablespoon of that, a drop of that, and there's a list of them, the length of your arm, and you fill your store cupboard with them, and you never go back to them again till they're out of date. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kristen? <laughs> I do, I do. But, you know, that's, 
it's also fun to play with with new ingredients <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah, but yeah, that is that is one of the downsides. You're kind of looking at your pomegranate molasses yes. seven months later, going, <laughs> "What do I do with you now?" You know. As my wife goes to the press at the end of the year and says, "In the name of Saint Christopher, what were you thinking when you got this, that, and the other?" Anyway, that's a that's a an argument to be resolved off air for sure. But <laughs> look, I love this concept, and we introduced it with you late last year as well to talk about and here you are it's come to fruition and you're really excited about it and i ain't surprised so tacos by lily ramirez foreign is out hot fat by the gastro gays russell alford and patrick hanlon when will that be out so that is officially out in may yeah okay and then and then the united nations of cookies and walk later on in the year so you're with me today are these going into mainstream shops or is it just an online purchase or what? Both. So they're available on my website and we ship nationwide, internationally. We we're just using on post and they're also in shops, you know, so they're being put through the traditional channels. We've got lots of lovely independent cafes, design shops, all sorts of people are really excited about these books, which also adds, I think, to the, to the project that I've had a lot of people excited about the books who mightn't normally stock a, a, a traditional cookbook. Mm. So that's, that's been so heartwarming to see as well. And people are genuinely excited and proud to have these books in their shops or cafes. So there you go. Give the website again that people can get in touch with you directly. So it's Blasta Books. That's B-L-A-S-T-A books.com. It's a lovely name, so it is. You're more Irish than the Irish ourselves now <laughs> since you've come to live among us just outside RD in the county of Louth. You're one of us now. I take it you get that now. You don't get the runner thing, do you, that you're a runner uh, in? Well, I, I do still often get asked, you know, am I here on holiday? I suddenly knew. What are we like? That, 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 just look at that's part of the course here. But anyway, we love you immensely and I'm delighted for you. I really am because you've been a, a constant in this whole area of the food business as I said at the the start off there as an editor and a writer and you've been so good to us here on LMFM's Late Lunch as well over the years. This is fantastic and congratulations on Blasta and the first four books. The first may I say of many and well done to Lily Ramirez Foran. It's a terrific book. The recipes are cracking in it and it's something different and you won't be weighed down with ingredients either so you won't. I promise you that. Anyway, um, what was it to say to you? I have a copy of the book here to give away and I was thinking of a question, Kristen, right? (laughs) And I was going to ask them what's the capital of Mexico? But sure, it's Mexico. You know, that would be too simple. But I'm going to get really tough here. For a copy of the book today, if you'd like a copy of this wonderful book, the question is, what is the currency of Mexico that you would need to buy some of these ingredients if you're over there? The currency of Mexico for the brand new book. It'll be on its way to you as I speak by Lily Ramirez Foran, published by Blaster Books. If you want to send those answers to me, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I'll talk to you soon when the next one's on the way. Are the boys and the oh, publishers, yeah. the boys themselves would be great to, to grab down the road in the month of May. But we'll do that then. Thank you for joining me. Wish you well, Kristen.
Thanks, Jerry. Happy eating. <laughs> Thank you, indeed. Uh, yes, she's a fantastic lady. The currency of Mexico for the lovely Mexican book. If you love your chilies and your tacos and everything else beside, it's an old chestnut on late lunch, and I just wanted to mention it today, Louise. And it's about dog fouling on the pavements. Did you see this? And and it's not in Lowther Mead, but it's worth mentioning. Dublin City Council. Do you know how many? fines they've issued in the last five years. How many fines would you say they've issued in five? five. 27. <laughs> That's actually on the high side, I would think. Ah, oh, Louise. 27 in five years. It's five a year. Yeah, it's very hard to prove it's your dog unless you actually see the man beside the dog and the dog doing its dirt like. Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what it is. We bring in laws and we never <coughs> enforce them. We don't have the people or the powers, you know what I mean, mm. to enforce them. That's It's a real Irish thing. You know, bring in legislation but with no hope of ever enforcing it. And the dog fouling thing is one of those. That is simply tiny. It really is. Now, I have to say in credit and giving credit to an awful lot of people, I have to say people in the main now pick it up dispose it in the bins that are provided or take it home with them. They do. They An do. awful lot more people doing it now. There is more of a consciousness but there's still the blackguards out there, females and males who don't give a damn and leave it, you know, as we heard with the little lad that we spoke to yeah, with the wheelchair. that's right, Keen. You know, oh my God, that was just something else and going to school. But I wonder if the guys that and the girls who don't pick up after their dog, I wonder do they give out heck if they stand in other people. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. (laughs) No doubt about it. If you stand in it, bring it into your house or whatever, it might make you think twice. But there are some people, you see, there's a lawless element out there as well and they just don't care. But I want to give credit to the people who do bring the little bag with them and pick it up. And I see it all the time and well done to you. But there's still an element out there that don't. And it's a social conscious thing. You're right. It, to enforce it is difficult. So yeah. we've got to appeal yeah, yeah. to people's uh, sense of uh, decency and thinking about others to pick up the dog dart. But 27 fines in five years is very, very small. Coming up after three, Tommy Fleming's with us. More about the sound of music, but taking us to news, weather and sport. Oh, yes. On late lunch, this is our motto. Year in, year out. Yes, this is the anthem for the show. We sing it every morning, the two of us. Yeah, we do, we do. (laughs) Nothing's going to stop us now. Stay with us on LMFM Radio this Tuesday afternoon. currency of Mexico and it is of course the Mexican peso and the book is winging its way to Lisa Noon in Navin and we'll have it in the post you ASAP enjoy and I hope you cook lovely dishes in the Mexican way from it and uh, we'll be over for a bit myself and Louise she knows Navin well we'll track you down we'll find out where you are Lisa and we'll have a Mexican meal together I'm only joking anyway the book is yours enjoy and I hope it brings you joy now the sound of music is my featured soundtrack from a musical uh, this week and the sound of music story you know it was based on a memoir by Maria von Trapp it was published in 1949 to promote her family singing group following the death of her husband George two years earlier. In 1956, Paramount Pictures purchased the US film rights. However, 
It was as a stage musical that The Sound of Music first made its mark on Broadway, opening in November 1959, subsequently winning six Tony Awards, the the, the Oscars of theatre in the States, including Best Musical. It was a resounding success, and so 20th Century Fox bought the film adaptation rights for, listen to this, $1.25 million in 1960. That's the equivalent of $11 million today. But it would be four years before filming of the movie began in 64 for various reasons. And when it was all done and dusted, it premiered in New York City on March 2nd, 1965, where initial reviews were mixed, to say the least. It was actually destroyed by the national press and magazine reviewers, with one calling it a sugar-coated lie people seem to want to eat. How dare you? However, the local press loved it across the States, and when the LA Times and Variety magazine weighed in positively, punters couldn't get enough of the sound of music because of songs like this one. A deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself. Bah, a long, long way to run. So, a needle pulling thread. La, a note to follow so. Tea, a drink with jam and bread. That will bring us back to dough. A deer. Ah, simply brilliant all those years later, all these years later, isn't it? Julie Andrews there and the children singing that wonderful, wonderful song. And it just makes me smile every time I hear it. And that line brings me back to my childhood. Because didn't we just love tea, a drink with jam, tea, a drink with jam and bread? Yes, because that was a treat for us. It really was. After your tea in the evening, cup of tea. And jam and bread, oh, fresh bread, and the jam smothered on it with butter. Ah, brings back childhood memories, there's no doubt about it. The Sound of Music, my featured movie, musical this week, and the soundtrack from it, continuing round about this time on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon. Now, just to remind you, entertainment is back. The Eagles tribute show, Take It to the Limit, is on in the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim on Sunday night, the 13th of February. I have tickets for that tomorrow on the show. Uh, the following Friday, February 18th, the rescheduled Remembering Joe tribute show, the show to Joe Dolan. Remembering Joe takes place in the Headford Arms and Kells. And if you're looking for fun, for young and old alike, the pantomime Aladdin is on at the moment in the TLT Theatre in Drogheda. It runs until Sunday next. And the Carrickdale, the Furies are there on Saturday the 19th of February. But before all that, this Saturday, there's another man at the Carrickdale. Yes, the wonderful Tommy Fleming with his 30th anniversary show is in the Carrickdale and he's with us on Late Lunch next. God, he's here, there and everywhere. He's popping up in the ads and he's out on the road again, but he's with me on Late Lunch for the next wee while. Tommy Fleming, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Rumour has it you're like the cattle that's let out on the fresh grass in the spring. <laughs> you know, I am. I'm like a young, I'm like a young calf that just got out into the pastures wild. Um, do you know what? It's just, it's amazing being back. It's, it's, um, you know, for two years that we didn't do a thing. Mm. And when you mentioned cattle, there, my father had a great saying once. There was a man down the road, and every time he turned out, he was going somewhere. He was never off the road. 
And my father, my father turned around and said, excuse my language on this one, but it, it won't work without using it. Um, my father used to say, Jesus, that fella down there, he's, just, he's like cow shite, he's never after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you're delighted to be uh, included in that phrase at this time because, Tommy, it's been a long two years. And you know something, Tommy, I feel it all around me. People are only just dying to get out to the gigs and get out to live entertainment again. And look at you have a pent up energy that's going to give you a new lease of life, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, do you know what? We just did a run of shows we've done. We're on the fifth show now. It could be the sixth show in Wexford on Friday, seventh show in Dundalk on Thursday, Saturday. And do you know what? It's like it's like a new lease of life, Jerry. Genuinely, mm. it's. We're all in great form. Um, we, we're not taking for granted what we have and what we had. Um, it's just great to be back. It's like you got a great diet. You got a great prognosis from a doctor. <laughs> yes, exactly, Tommy. But by God, it's shown us. Uh, and it's something we may have taken and perhaps yourself as entertainers as well, taken for granted for too long. You know, what you did and the way we went along as well. It's only when it was taken away we realised how much we missed the connectivity, the entertainment and how important, Tommy, it is a part of all our lives. It's a huge part of our lives. Do you know what, Jerry? It was, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it by any manner or means, but when it all started off in March 2020, and I had just finished the tour in the, on the 2nd of March um, in Dublin, and we basically kind of looked at it. We thought, oh, this will only go on for a few weeks. We, we, we thought we were out of it. We got, we'd closed the tour. We were all right. And we kind of embraced lying around doing nothing making banana bread space in the house doing whatever we had to do Yeah. but the second lockdown really mm. really got to me and then as it went on and went on and you realised that your livelihood has stopped and don't get me wrong it was never about the money with me or anything like that I've look at Jerry. I've had a great 30 years Yes. and if it all stopped tomorrow morning I've had a great run but this, the, the acts that had just started out you know a year mm. before that or two years and that bought gear and bands and like, they were badly, badly hit. And, you know, they're the ones that I really felt for. So when I said come out and support Irish music, I'm not just saying come out and support me or support us. Support everyone that's out there. You know, not the big acts like the Gareth Brooks and the Ed Sheerans that can come in and hoover up all the money. Support mm. out, support every Irish act that you can, if you possibly can. Well said, Tommy. And we're playing our part here on LMFM as well. We're promoting as many gigs as we can and mention it to people and get out there and get into the theatres and go to your local plays, support your local artists as well. It's very, very important. But here, you have an adoring fan base, as we know, built up over 30 years. Now, Tommy, this is not the anniversary of the 30th anniversary. Is this actually 30 years, 2022? No, it's 30 years to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the anniversary of the 30th anniversary tour with Tommy Fleming. It's kind of an anniversary of an anniversary. <laughs> you know what? I don't really... I, I'm trying to say that it shouldn't be an anniversary because yeah. I missed two years. <laughs> but I, you know what? It's grand. I'm delighted to be back, Jerry. It's... I'm so looking forward to going back into the into the Carrickdale on Saturday night. I'm going to be... We'll be in Drahad in the TLT on the 12th of March um, we're in we're in we're at Trim that'll be another one that'll be a year area yeah Trim, yes Trim, the Knightsbrook uh, the Knightsbrook and Trim on the night after Limerick which is the 5th I think of March so we're kind of in we're in the area we're doing a mini tour of 
of up that area. <laughs> Great, of the northeast. Well, you, well, listen, sure, you know they adore you up here. So the first one is the Carrickdale this Saturday, the 12th of February, and tickets are available from TommyFleming.com or from the Carrickdale reception itself. Give them a shout there. 5th of March, the Knightsbridge, 12th of March, TLT and Drogheda coming up as well. So there's ample opportunity to see Tommy. But look at Carrickdale. It's a lovely venue, isn't it there? You love it, I know. I love it. And they treat us, they just look after us so well there. Um, it's just, there's something special about it to a degree because you're kind of, you're kind of, you've got both sides coming in. You've got them coming in from the north, you've coming in yep. from the south and you've got a kind of a great mix of an audience and everybody, most of them stay over um, so that they're having a great night for themselves and a great weekend. Um, and it's just, you know what, I'm del- it's, when you go back to some of the older venues that we haven't done in a long time, it's brilliant to be back. It's ah, just- it certainly is. And Brexit doesn't apply in the Carrickdale. Don't be worried. North, <laughs> south, east or west, you're all welcome to get in there. Uh, what time does the show? Doors open what time, Tommy? Doors open at seven and we kick off at eight o'clock. Um, and just look, so looking forward to it. And like, and we, were, we just discovered this morning that the album is number two in the album charts, which is amazing for us. We're, just, we're thrilled with that. Ah, terrific. So kind of, so there's great, there's good news coming around all corners for us, thank God. You know? Ah, there certainly is. Get to the Carrickdale this week and have a fabulous night with Tommy. He'll entertain you till the early hours, maybe even. <laughs> I'm not putting any pressure on them, but he's going to give it gusto in the Carrickdale uh, this Saturday evening. TommyFleming.com or from the Carrickdale Hotel itself. TLT the 12th of March and before that 5th of March at the Knightsbrook. God bless you. Lovely to talk to you. We're going to play yes, out with one of yours now, Tommy. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, Jerry. Thanks for everything and all the listeners as always. Thanks, Tommy. See you soon. Uh, what a great guy Tommy Fleming is. And we're going to hear him now in a moment as we finish off today's show. Eddie Caffrey coming next with the drive tomorrow on Late Lunch. Getting ready for the bird nesting season with Niall Hatch, Natalie Kelly and Good Deeds and Maria Clifford. She's been stung. She's been scammed buying little puppy dogs and she's been caught and she's going to tell us about it on the show tomorrow but we leave you today in the company of the wonderful Tommy Fleming at the Carrickdale Hotel this Saturday the 12th of February and you will enjoy this one live see you tomorrow when I was young and I was in my day sure I'd steal what woman's heart there was away and I'd sing into the dawning So I'd blaze into the morning Long before I was the man you see today I was born beneath the star that promised all I could live my life without Cassandra's call But the wheel of fortune took me from the highest point she shook me By the bottle lid, by the bottle I should fall The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.